You're listening to Radio Maria, a Christian voice in your home. We now bring you Battle Ready with Father Dan Rehill. Good morning and welcome to Battle Ready. Let's begin with a prayer. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Come, Holy Spirit, fill the hearts of your faithful and kindle in them the fire of your love. Send forth your spirit, and they shall be created, and you shall renew the face of the earth. O God, who by the light of the Holy Spirit did instruct the hearts of the faithful, grant that by the same Holy Spirit we may be truly wise and ever enjoy his consolations through Christ our Lord. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Uh, Sadly, Susan Skinner is not with us today. She has contracted COVID, as uh, most of our house has as well. So we keep her in our prayers. But uh, today I have a special guest with me. I have with me today, Dwayne Keller. Good morning, Dwayne. Good morning, Father Dan. How are you doing? I'm doing great. I'm glad you could. could, (laughs) It is. It's crisp and uh, a little chilly, but sun's out, shining bright here in Middle Tennessee. Um, So... I wanted to have you come on today to speak a little bit about this whole idea of the Catholic Business League and then this offshoot of that, this leadership Catholic Institute sort of that's uh, been going for a few years now. And you sit on that board. Uh, did you also hold – are you like the president of that or – yeah, I I held just about every position. Every position. On the board. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's kind of you know when it's your turn, it's your turn, and um and so yeah, I've had I've held all the positions on the board, including president. Okay, so just to back up a step, you know, uh, the church in America has changed quite a bit in uh, the last fifty years or so. Um, I don't know if people are aware, but back in 1970, we had about sixty thousand Catholic priests in the United States and serving 51 million Catholics. In 2018, which is the closest number we have that has statistics to today, there are 25,000 priests, so down, uh, you know, about 35,000, and 70,000 Catholics, so up almost 20 uh, million. And so one priest back in 1970 would roughly be serving 864 Catholics. Today, one priest is serving 2,800 Catholics. So the priest can't possibly be the one that's going to bring uh, Christianity into the marketplace. And that was really never the plan. The plan was to form the Catholics in the pews, and then the Catholics go out into the marketplace and bring Jesus into the world. And so that, I think, is part of the mission of these organizations that you're part of in Nashville. Absolutely. So tell us a little bit how this all began. Sure, happy to. And really appreciate you having me on, Father Dan. And you've been a, a big part of uh, Leadership Catholic, so appreciate your support as well. I um, uh, the, the organization Catholic Business League uh, was actually born here in Nashville, Tennessee, from a good friend of mine, Greg Mays. And uh, he was in transition in, in, his, uh, in his profession. And he was networking with people and he thought, wow, why isn't there a network of Catholic professionals that could rely on each other to help each other find jobs, to hire great people, and just to help each other live our faith at work, at home, and and in the community. And so uh, he started it about 12 years ago. And uh, it has grown. Uh, It's ebbed and flowed as far as membership. Uh, But we typically have uh, about two, 250 members uh, because there is turnover. 
and um, and we have a breakfast meeting every uh, Thursday morning. It's the second Thursday of the month, and it starts if you would like to get there at 7 a.m. at the cathedral downtown for mass. Uh, that goes for 30 minutes. Then we network with each other from 7:30 to 8, and we have a a speaker uh, that is uh, selected, you know, because of their Catholic faith and the message that, that they can bring, but also it is very focused on uh, people's profession. So people learn things uh, that they can apply at work or just things that are interesting. And uh, and they speak for about 30 minutes and then we have another 30 minutes of networking and fellowship and then we all go to work. So um, that is the primary vehicle for the networking. And, um, and then, you know, we develop friendships and relationships and that helps us uh, to know uh, a network of people that can help us uh, when we need help or when uh, we can help others. Yeah, very good. So if you're not in the Middle Tennessee area, uh, because this broadcast goes out all over the country, um, you can Google uh, Nashville Catholic Business uh, League, Mm -hmm. and you can see kind of the format there. And then there's even some contact people. If you wanted to start this in your city where you live, uh, I know there's uh, many cities I think our biggest uh, listenership right now is Miami with about 4 million. So I don't know if that exists where you're listening, but it it is a great way to come together with other Catholic professionals and uh, which from that spins off other things like uh, small prayer groups or Bible studies within corporations and little businesses around the city. So there's, there's really no end to where this could lead. But then out of that came this, this new entity called leadership Catholic and t- tell us, uh, the listeners, a little bit w- what that does. Absolutely. So uh, while I was president in 2017, we got a new board member. His name is Steve Horvath. And uh, his story, how he you know, went from a high-powered career on Wall Street, similar to yours, Father Dan. And, uh, and uh, he had a, an event in his life, and it, it really brought him much closer to Jesus, and and he changed the trajectory of his of his life, and he ended up here in Nashville, and uh, he joined our board, and uh, this uh, organization, Leadership Catholic, was was his vision, and uh, it is basically a a sub network of the Catholic Business League, where we bring young professionals together, uh, twelve, not by chance, each year. And our goal is to grow a network of future Catholic professional leaders and senior leaders, ultimately, who confidently live their faith at work and at home and in their communities. So it's really trying to supercharge uh, these these young, promising leaders who are very interested in in deepening their faith and keeping uh, faith in the forefront of, you know, of all the decisions that they make, especially at work. And um, as we know, these days, it's harder than ever, you know, to explicitly live your your faith at work. And so it, 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 it again, is like a sub network of folks that has now grown because we're we're in the middle of our fourth class now. And a, each class uh, goes for a year. So it's 12 class members, 12 months with 12 mentors uh, who uh, meet one on one. So we pair them off based on. The uh, mentees, you know, interests in the, in a sense, the coaching and the mentoring that they want to have. And we explicitly say that, you know, 
half of your conversations, at least, we use a 50-50 rule, and half of your conversation needs to be about the Catholic faith, and half of it needs to be about your profession. And ideally, uh, those are you know very integrated. Uh, but we want to make sure that we keep the Catholic faith uh, in the forefront of those one-on-one discussions. And uh, boy, we've we've had some incredible, and we have incredible uh, mentors. Um, you know, some examples include, you know, Greg Sanford, uh, who is the recently retired CEO of Tractor Supply. Uh, Bill Kruger, who is a uh, retired executive chairman at uh, at Nissan, uh, or a joint venture of Nissan. Judge Anna Escobar, who's a general sessions judge in Nashville. Um, Rebecca Hamill, who's the superintendent of Catholic schools of the Diocese of Nashville. So a very uh, diverse group of mentees and a very diverse group of mentors uh, who are also creating this kind of sub unit of people they can rely on and uh, become friends with uh, for life. Yeah, this is a if you're not live if you don't live in Tennessee, this may seem foreign to uh, you. But this state, although we're very small percentage as Catholics, you know, just a little over three percent, um, but it is so Christian, and so faith in the workplace is not a foreign concept in Tennessee because it's such a Christian state. Um, in fact, people you meet everywhere, even on the street, they're much more open to talking about Jesus here than, let's say, New York City or San Francisco or Chicago, for example. Uh, and, and some of the laws in some of these states and cities um, are very anti-Christian. So, for, so there would potentially be a lot of people saying, how does this work? You know, how do you actually bring your faith into the workplace. So do you have any examples of that? Absolutely. So, you know, it's interesting. I, I grew up in Baltimore and uh, in, it wasn't until I was eight years old that I knew there was, that I learned that there was other faiths that other than uh, Catholicism. So, um, but the interesting thing was uh, while, you know, my, my faith was uh, certainly a bedrock that, you know, helped me through high school and college, um, in Baltimore and cities like St. Louis, where my all my kids went to school and one of my sons lives, you know, the first question you're asked in those very deeply uh, historically Catholic cities is, which high school did you go to? You know, that kind of is the first question people ask because there's so many uh, uh, private and Catholic schools and it almost kind of told people about your background based on where you went to high school. Well, the first question I got when I moved to the South 35 years ago in South Carolina and then ultimately here in Nashville is uh, where do you go to church? And uh, and so it's just a very different and uh, interesting culture to your point. And I really believe that um, the Catholics, although, you know, we're under three percent here in Tennessee of the population that um, we have learned a lot about how how to to really bring the Catholic faith alive um, through through music, uh, through um, uh, you know different activities and and even you know where it's allowed, uh, where there's you know private businesses, uh, they'll actually pray before meetings and and I've uh, done that and I've experienced that and it's uh, it's it's just a very different environment here that is uh, is very energizing. 
It is. And, you know, uh, just to, to take that one step further, when I moved from New York to Nashville, that was a shock because, you know, you just can't believe how uh, considerate and kind and charitable the people are when you come in from a sort of a more hard-nosed city like living in, you know, the middle of New York City. Um, so I was so, wow, these people are just so kind and so, so nice and they're so wonderful to be around. Then I moved to Columbia and Columbia it's almost the same experience compared to Nashville. The people down here are salt of the earth. They, they, everybody wants you to come over and hang out on their porch and talk to them and get to know them. And they bring you people in the neighborhood will just come across the street, bringing you whatever they made for dinner. Just a different. This is like what it was back in the 50s for the rest of the country, what it is like here. So it is a lot. It is very different than what most people are used to. Um, but that is, I think, plays uh, to the advantage for this kind of an idea of bringing uh, God into the workplace. So what kind of fruit have you seen since this has been up and running with Leadership Catholic? Oh, it's been it's been wonderful. Uh, first off, for me, me personally, I have just met uh, and become friends with so many incredible people, uh, very successful people, like I mentioned, uh, but also these young people who are just in the throes of craziness in their lives. You know, they're they're having, they have young children. Uh, they uh, are just kind of early or early or mid career, just trying to figure out, wow, you know, what do I need to do? How, how, how can I spend more time at home? And, and it's just really wonderful for me to be able to just share some of my experiences and, uh, and help them. And, um, and, and some real specific examples of, of, I'll, I'll say success stories. And, and there's many more than this, but one of our uh, mentees uh, from our second class, his name is Ben Knoll. He, uh, each year we ask the, the, the class to go ahead and pick a, an area that they would like to learn more about, but then also, you know, use their, their brains and their uh, experiences uh, to make recommendations that would help improve uh, some aspect, you know, of, of the diocese or the faith in the area. And so uh, his particular class decided that they wanted to learn more about the um, Catholic elementary schools in the area and find out what they could do as a group to, uh, to help one or more of them. And, uh, and so through that process, through him and, his, and he took his wife eventually to uh, St. Bernard Academy, and they were so blown away you know, by, you know, the shared passion for their mission, the warmth of the community, uh, that they enrolled their children there. And that was not on their radar at all. And, and so, you know, as we know, uh, elementary school and, and high school and uh, middle school, if, um, if you go to a Catholic uh, schools for that part of your life, you have a significantly higher uh, probability of, of you know, staying with the faith and being a, an active member in the faith. So, you know, that's one of my favorite stories. Um, also, uh, you know, one of the other um, class members, Annabeth Godfrey, shared with me that, uh, you know, she felt that Leadership Catholic provided a setting, you know, that encouraged and enabled uh, members to ask challenging questions, you know, about our church, about our education system, about our city. And it wasn't that they got to ask them that it was that they had mentors and and the bishop 
I mean, Bishop Spalding is hugely supportive of the Catholic Business League and, and Leadership Catholic. And he, he often jokes that uh, he, he loves getting together with his fellow bishops and, and telling them about the CBL and Leadership Catholic, he said, because I have, I have something they don't have. And uh, he said, I get to rib them about it. But, um, uh, you know, again, they have the resources available to give them, you know, informed experience, uh, advice or or suggestions or just clarify, you know, some of the misunderstandings that they they may have about about the faith and about how they're uh, supposed to live the faith. But more so, most folks really talk about the network that was uh, created of friends that that now they they connect with all the time and that they um, they get together and their families have become friends. And uh, it's just a, a um, you know, a place to go uh, where they know that they're going to they're going to be meeting with people that um, share similar values. Yeah, and that is important, especially in this day and age with uh, the way the world is evolving into uh just a completely different set of uh, parameters and virtues. So it, it is hard. If you're out there alone, it, it's not going to be easy to keep your faith strong um, and then keeping your family's faith strong as well. So I know this group, um, they kick off their year with a retreat because I've been to many of them uh, as one of the speakers. And, you know, this is this is what people do who want to increase their faith is they take you spend time to set apart, go away uh, to deepen your faith and retreats are a perfect way to do it. In fact, it's a canonical principle that the priests, the Catholic priests must take uh, a retreat every year for the purpose of recharging and, and uh, strengthening their faith life. So this is um, a unique thing that I think most people in the business world would, would be, it would be foreign to them to say they're going on a retreat. Yeah, I, I agree. And, um, we do, you know, we do let uh, applicants know on the front end that we, we do have four half day, we call them events, um, typically on Friday mornings, cause that seems to work best with most of their schedules. And these retreat, uh, these events are designed to further expose them, you know, not only to the, the Catholic faith, the diocese, but also the community. So as you said, that very first event is, um, is a, is a faith retreat. And, uh, and, you know, it's really been important for people like you to share your stories, uh, about, you know, your, um, journey, your life journey, uh, you know, and, and how, uh, faith has played a role in it. Uh, so, so, you know, we do have, um, you know, a priest uh, run the 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 retreat, but we have other speakers in to share their stories, and and we do some other activities as well. The second one is uh, called "How to Think Like a Catholic Executive," and we have executives and entrepreneurs come in and uh, and talk about what that means to them and share their experiences and their advice. Uh, the third one is a Diocese Day, at, and we have it at um, the Catholic Pastoral Center. And uh, Bishop Spalding and uh, attends, and and he spends at least an hour with us, just answering questions and and bringing them up to speed, you know, with what's going on uh, with the diocese. 
And then, uh, you know, we have the CFO and, and the chief legal officer and others, you know, talk about other aspects of the diocese. And then the fourth event is a community and government day. And we actually hold it in a natural Metro council chambers. Uh, uh, Judge Escobar sets it up for us and we've had the mayor speak every year. We've had the chief of police. We've had, uh, you know, representatives uh, from state government and local government and, and so on, um, you know, just share. But all of the people that we have are are Catholic and um, and and that's intentional. It's not to be exclusive, but it's it's to bring, you know, the Catholic uh, aspect, you know, uh, of the faith, uh, you know, to those presentations. Um, there might be an exception here and there. You know, uh, I know the mayor uh, for the, recently is not Catholic, but Christian. Uh, but for the most part, the speakers are Catholic. Yeah, it's a it's very encouraging to see the the, the group when you get there. I, I don't go anymore because I'm an hour away from Nashville now, and I have mass every morning, so it's just not it's not possible. But uh, I remember when I came back to the you know I was away from the Catholic faith for over 20 years, where I was not practicing at all. In fact, uh, would have been a, a a scandal the way I was living. But when I came back to the faith, um, I was living down at the South Street Seaport, and I went up joining the Wall Street Young Catholics Association, which would be like this counterpart to sort of what you're doing here in Nashville. And that was so important that I met Catholics practicing their faith that were also working on Wall Street, that, uh, you know, we, we had a church down there, uh, hard to believe, coming from here, but they had three morning masses before 9 a.m., three masses during lunch and three masses after five o'clock every day. So wow. nine masses, nine daily masses to accommodate all these Catholics working in the uh, financial district of Manhattan. And these are where we, we, we wind up going and meeting these people and then going to mass. And then, you know, after work, you can meet up and have a, have a glass of wine or walk home praying the rosary with somebody. It was just a completely different uh world that I didn't even know existed. So when you have opportunities to bring people together in their work life, you know, your, your faith shouldn't just be something you do on Sunday. Uh, it really helps uh, bolster the faith, not just of the individual, but the whole family. So you're doing great work. Uh, thank you. Um, and as I said, I I think I get more out of it than, than, uh, than the participants do. Well, this is, you know, when Jesus said to be salt and light, um, and that was to go out and, and the yeast, you know, that would make the whole dough rise. That's what he's talking about is going out into the world, bringing him into the world. So uh, just just a wonderful program. We have about one minute left. G give me your final, you know, punchline of what you want people to know about this. Well, you know, it's uh, it, it's something that I would highly encourage uh, others to, to do other cities, other people. And, um, you know, I, I take this approach in everything that I do start small. Uh, don't, don't feel overwhelmed, uh, you know, starting up something like this, uh, the first year, you know, we, we asked the participants to have a lot of patience with us because we were literally building it from scratch and we weren't sure if we were going to get enough mentors. We weren't sure if we were, uh, going to get good mentors. And, uh, and as he always does, uh, the Lord took care of us and, and people just stepped up to, to make this happen. And, 
And in the spirit of continuous improvement, we've improved it every year. We've actually documented uh, a lot of the things that we do. So we have a kind of a playbook, if you will. And, uh, and so um, just, just kind of get started and, and see where it goes. And if not this type of program, something else that you're passionate about. Yeah, indeed. Uh, you got to take just the next right step. That's all. Just take the next right step. We had a woman on here probably about six months ago named Megan Stone, and she was speaking to our listeners about the Seven Sisters Apostolate that she started in her parish. And as a result of that one show, I know of probably a dozen of these popped up all over uh, the East and the uh, South uh in our country from listeners who said, yeah, I think I'm going to try that. So if you're listening today and, and uh, this makes sense to you, which I don't know why it wouldn't, uh, take the next right step and do some research and figure out how to bring this into your community. Thank you so much, Dwayne, for being with us. And thank you for all the work you do in helping our diocese. God bless you. Let me give you my priestly blessing. The Lord be with you. May Almighty God bless you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. This is Father Dan signing out. Mm-hmm.